Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The Bet MGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports now in more markets than ever. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me, but not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? <laughs> smile, rated R, only in theaters Friday. It's Hi, and welcome to Within the Paranormal. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Mike Dentato. I'm here with my co-host, James Plemons. How's everyone? And, uh, well, um, we started this podcast because, you know, we're basically just two paranormal nerds who are really into it, and it's an excuse to sit here and talk about it for 30 minutes to an hour. What do you think, James? We should uh, do uh, introductions? I think we should. All right. Well, you go first. Oh, I'm James Plemons. Been in the paranormal field since I was 15-ish. Have had many paranormal experiences from a baby until now. Things I cannot explain. So, you know, looking for answers. What about you, Mike? Well, it's pretty similar. Um, I've been officially investigating as far as parts of an organized group since 2008. But my origins in investigating just really research and trying experiments on my own that really dates back to when i was 12 years old at 1984 Um, we had some experiences in a a house we lived in you know from that moment i was hooked that's pretty much what got me into it oh that's cool see I, i guess you know what really got my attention was when i was five six years old double pneumonia in the hospital with 105.3 temperature everyone said i was hallucinating but, you know, there's other things happening. Uh, I watched a hand come down through the ceiling telling me it was time to come home. Uh, yeah, that's that, I can see where that could be a little disturbing to a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I seen my grandmother who had passed not too far before that. And uh, so it, she was like, nope, not this one. And uh, so it, it, it from that day on, you know, things were or adventurous, we'll say that. Um, What's your very first paranormal experience that you remember very vividly? I'd say have to say it, that one. Uh, I, would, I would have to say that one, or we 
used to live in Ohio in a town called Town, and we lived beside Beaver Creek. Was went over and went fishing one day, forgot something, came back up to the road and looked both ways. Looking to my left, it's a long stretch, like a mile stretch, and I seen three people walking towards me. Well, you know, I'm used to seeing people walk the streets, horses, you know, all that. So really didn't think about it until they got closer and I realized it was my grandmother, my grandfather, and a man that I'd never seen in my life. Now, I hate to interrupt here, but you mentioned about your grandmother. When did your grandmother actually pass away? August 83. She died of lung cancer. Gotcha. This is after 83. So this is like 84, 85. And uh, seeing her and my papap, who died when I was like four or five years old, really don't remember him a whole lot, but I know who he was. It freaked me out, and I went screaming across the yard like something was killing me. My mom come out, and she's like, what's wrong? And I told her. I said, I see Mimi and papap and some guy, and which kind of freaked her out a little bit. Now, here's her uh, young kid telling her that seen her dead parents. Well, she pulled out the family album, and we were going through the pictures. And I pointed to a man. I was like, that's the man. That's That was beside Mimi. And my mom broke down crying. It was my grandfather who had. Oh, wow. He was a firefighter, and uh, he ended up dying while on duty from a heart attack. So. Never met the man. Didn't know anything about him. And so I think those two experiences really was what got me into wanting answers. Gotcha. Yeah, well, um, my first experience was nowhere near as dramatic. Um, I know it was in 1984. It was during the summer. And as, you know, kids are known to do, we were me and my sister were staying up late watching TV. Now, this is back before the internet and, you know, 15 million different um, internet channels and downloads and all that sort of thing. So so basically, I was just flipping through the channels trying to find something to watch, and I saw a shadow pass in the hallway. I got up and walked over there, and I spent literally, I'd say between five and ten minutes, trying to recreate that shadow that I saw in the hallway, and I could not do it. Then I tried to wake my grandmother up because I was scared and, um, you know, I got told that you were imagining things go back to bed, that sort of thing. But the activity kept going and um, it just it has sparked my interest and eventually led me into joining an organized group. At what point did you decide, Okay, I've done enough research on my own. It's time to get organized, and you found, you know, like-minded individuals to begin investigating with. Uh, that would have to be around 2000. I used to do a, a chat room on MSN called Ghost and Hauntings. My best friend and I ran it together, and him and I decided, because he had experiences like ours, and uh, so at that point, we came up with a paranormal group, and there's like four of us at the time. It was him, myself and two other friends and then after that still was involved with that it was uh called paranormal nights which was a lot of fun enjoyed it then we we slowly started getting into different groups and 
really learning uh, about the field. And uh, I ended up helping starting up a, a few groups probably around 2010 or so, somewhere in there. And it just uh, kept, you know, escalating to different groups and different uh, events. And one of those events you and I uh, ended up being part of. Oh, I remember that. And now we're at this point. You know, it, it's amazing right. time span. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's like rolling a boulder down a, a, a you know, a, a snowball down a hill. Eventually it becomes, you know, huge. I actually got my start in, I guess, 2008, right after my father passed away. So I had been really into watching Ghost Hunters. Uh, that was like the first real interesting paranormal show that I had found, at least in, in my opinion. And um, up until that point, the concept of a organized group of people conducting investigations, it's not something that I had ever thought about. Um, you know, I just used the Internet. I wasn't a social media forums, I guess, at that point. Um, what was the the one from... I guess MySpace, the the precursor to Facebook. Yep. Um, I wasn't a big user of that or anything like that. So connecting with people and you know the idea of investigating in that manner was not something that I had thought about. And while watching Ghost Hunters, Grant Wilson made a comment about paranormal groups out there, and that's really when the light bulb went off. And I, you know, I did a a web search i found a group you know some groups in my area i picked one and went on investigation with them didn't quite work out um so i found another one and i was with them for probably i guess three years went on some pretty inf interesting investigations which I'm, I'm sure we'll get to talk about at some point but uh after that you know i kind of part ways with them after there were some changes but then, as I'm sure you're aware of, uh, I got with the group where I met you, and uh, the rest is history, I guess, um, as you could say. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how I got started. It, it's amazing how our stories pretty much, and, and I think this happens to just about every person that gets involved into the paranormal, their experiences are so similar um you know from seeing shadows to seeing people to you know there's always something that really gets your attention you know we're taught as from kids up well it's just your imagination you know nothing to be scared of and then you as as this happens you're like huh there is something to be scared of or wow they didn't tell me that was real you know type deal happens it, it, it's so funny. Right. Well, I, I get that. And I mean, it, it's really hard whether I'm, when we're talking about, you know, ghosts and hauntings or UFOs or, or cryptids or, or whatever. When you see something and you know for a fact, 100% you saw it, you were not imagining it, and you just keep being told you were imagining it, you didn't really see it, it didn't really happen. Yeah, that that's really what spurred my... I think my drive to try to find answers because I, I know I saw it. I know it experienced it. It physically moved me on that note. Um, 
I was just thinking of some of the the experiences that that kind of keep my interest. But if you had to pick one experience of all your, you know, organized um, paranormal investigating that you've done, what would you say is your craziest experience? Uh, my craziest. Ooh, that 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 drops to two different ones. Um, and it's hard to choose between the two. One of them was at a uh, conference that you and I participated in, in the old newspaper building, um, where I kept feeling my neck hurt and having a headache. And, uh, you know, the, the EMF meter would light up around me, and then it would go to another investigator, and it would follow them. And uh, I got to the point where I wasn't feeling well, so I had to go out and come to find out that one of the people that were haunting the location, one had been shot and one had fallen down the elevator shaft. And uh, so figured I was feeling what they were feeling. The second one that really probably one of my, my favorite interactions was a place in Savannah, Georgia, um, called Gribble House. The uh, team that I was with before moving to Florida, we were there doing a uh, uh, meet and greet type investigation um, before we got to do our investigation. And they were using, uh, we had put equipment up on this one area, second level, and we were using a ghost box and uh it was scanning radio waves and it was time to go well um there's like four or five of us still there and i was like okay so do y'all mind if i go up and get our equipment and i got told no you're not allowed i'm like look i'm not gonna stay up there i'm just gonna go up get it and now excuse me for interrupting um when you said get told that you couldn't yes, go the, up there who was telling yeah, you that a spirit a male spirit um i can't think of his name at the moment but he came through the the ghost box and he was like no you're not allowed and uh i was like okay look i'm just gonna go up here it's just gonna be me get the equipment and come right back i won't stay up there i promise and i got okay so i went up and uh was having to climb over some pipes and i got the equipment and uh, Jeffrey, the the guy that was with me, had come up the steps to help me get hand over the equipment. So I went and fall in that. And uh, a female spirit at, the, at that point came through and goes, look out, he's coming. And Jeffrey got hit and almost fell down the steps. It's like something just wiped his energy out. Now, who and is Jeffrey? Jeffrey Wiggins was the co-founder of mine okay, gotcha. for uh, the group Crossroads Paranormal there in Georgia. So, okay. uh, but yeah, it it was crazy because we got warned that you know if we went up there, something would get us. And I guess it didn't like him going up there at all. <laughs> but that was the craziest thing that, that those two experiences right there were like the craziest. Oh. Now we did do an investigation there that we have video of shadows standing in a doorway you can see an outline of a person there were 
four of us. Wait, yeah, four of us in the center of the uh, the location where the command center was. Nobody was anywhere near the doorway, and there's a white banner behind it that you can see through the doorway. All right. And see the dark shadows come over and stand there and move on. And in one part, one of the films, you can see an investigator sitting there and, you know, uh, like dust or orbs going around her. And then you see one shadow come in and stand there. And then it moves and a darker that blocks out the entire background moves there. And then you see the camera go dark and then light back up. And then you see gotcha. uh, Jeffrey and I walk in. It, those were probably the the creepiest that I've seen doing this as a as a group. Oh. What about well, you? Well, my I don't know if my definition of of creepy or crazy you know goes to that extreme. Obviously, um, or my craziest experience was more it it wasn't caught on camera at all. My crazy experience was. While we were investigating a uh, family's home in, I believe it was St. Augustine, Florida. The grandmother had contacted us. Uh, she lived right next door to her daughter's house. And the grandson had been saying he saw a you know, shadow person, you know, shadow man in, in his bedroom when he was really scared. So two other investigators and I, we went up to the do the investigation. We set up, I think we had a total of 12 cameras throughout the house. We had four voice recorders going. We must have taken about 300 still photos. Um, some of those were in uh, full spectrum because we did have a full spectrum camera there at the time. And we spent four hours there. We had no EMF spikes on any of the meters. We had no interactions of any kind. We had no cold spots. No activity. It was completely dead. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> it was completely dead for four hours. So uh, we had a long drive back. We figured, let's just wrap it. Uh, maybe we got something on audio, which, you know, unfortunately we didn't. But we packed up all the equipment. Now, the last camera to be packed up was the one that was in the child's bedroom. Now, we had already turned off the recording equipment, and uh, we went in there. Um, Brad, uh, one of our tech guys was w exited that room first. He was rolling up the cable for the, for the camera and Dan, our tech manager at the time, he was, you know, packaging the, the camera away and I was the last one out. I was turning around and, and looking, making sure we left everything the way it was supposed to. We didn't leave any equipment sitting around. Everything was good. As soon as I got out of the, the, I was the last one out of the room. As soon as I walked out of the room and into the hallway, we heard uh, a loud smack sound. Um, and since we had no AC on in the, the house, it was, you know, completely silent. It, that smack was so loud. You could hear it everywhere. So we immediately started trying to find out what it was. Come to find out, um, the boy had a pile of Lincoln logs, if you know what those are, the little, yeah, the little wooden uh, 
toy construction things. Yep. You can build one of and all type of stuff with them. Yeah, I know right. Yeah, those uh one of those was now in the hallway and you could see a mark on the door about head height where we had just walked out. Oh wow. And the Lincoln logs were right by the bed across on the far side of the room. So something picked that up and threw it across the room at us and it hit the door and bounced into the hallway. That's the only way it could have gotten there because it wasn't there just a few moments before. That's crazy. Yeah, that is... I wish we had not turned off the cameras. Although, at that point, we had... Um, you know, we had turned off... We had unplugged the camera, so I we really had no other way to capture anything at that point. Uh, but it did teach me that you keep audio running until you walk out the front door. Uh, so lesson learned that way at least, but that I think personally is the most craziest thing that I've ever experienced. I've seen other things and had other things happen that others might think was crazier, but that is the only time that I've ever had physical manipulation of an item or anything with that degree of force or distance. And I personally find that just wild. And I, I fully agree. It would be neat if you could revisit that case and, you know, try to get the proof for it. But uh, that, that's crazy. And it waited until y'all were leaving to do anything. That Yes. Well, later on, we were contacted by the family, and I was never able to really share any of the um, the evidence simply because the family asked us not to. Um, they weren't that open to the paranormal um as far in you know they were the i don't want you to think i'm crazy or i don't want you to think i'm weird when they contacted us which and that's what we do um kind of used to that but um when they contacted us they were i don't think they were entirely comfortable with the idea of paranormal and they they wanted all um evidence they didn't want anything shared in fact uh, a lot of the um, clients that I've worked with over the years um, and that, you know, the group has worked with over the years, they do, you know, they, we do do the investigations. However, they're not all open to us sharing that information everywhere. So as right. far as any EVPs or video or photos that we do happen to capture, um, unfortunately we can't share because, you know, we do make a, a promise and agreement with the, the client when they contact us, that their privacy will be respected and honored. Yeah, I know there's, you know, paperwork that they sign with their agreement on uh, evidence and whatnot from past groups. But yeah, that's, and a lot of people don't want others to go, oh, their house is haunted. They're crazy. Exactly. Because even though the idea of the paranormal is, is much more accepted, and open than it, you know, was back when, you know, you and I were children. Um, I still think there's a bit of a stigma when people say they've had some kind of paranormal experience. Again, that does not have to be paranormal does not mean solely ghosts and, you know, hauntings and spirits it has to do with, uh, you know, UFOs, uh, cryptozoology. 
I mean, it can, it it covers a whole whole range of things, which hopefully you know we can get to some, if not all of them, at some point on this show. But you know, well, I do think that the uh, the game plan is to cover it all. You know. Yeah, well, we'll definitely touch on it at some point, but I, I do think there is still a stigma in society when you say you've had a paranormal experience. Um, I've got coworkers that know I've been doing this for, you know, organized for 14 years now, and they still, every time they try to tell me something weird that's happened to them or to a relative, the first words out of their mouth are, you're going to think I'm crazy, you're going to think I'm strange, you're going to think I'm imagining things. And I mean, it's it's almost sad when you want to share something and you have to preface your story with that um, because you genuinely feel like you're opening yourself up to ridicule for something. Right. And and with a lot of people, you're not. I mean, there's still some people that are like that, um, that are like, oh, you're oh, no, that didn't happen. You're crazy, man. You're telling stories. Right. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to totally change. But, I mean, if you are a paranormal investigator, if you um, investigate with a uh, an organized group, or you're just an enthusiast, um, where you just interact on, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, um, however you choose to engage your interest in the paranormal, always, you know, just... Uh, I guess this should actually apply to everything in life. You know, treat treat person with respect and, and treat them nice. Because, you know, if, if they're struggling, if they're trying to find answers for something they're going through, um, you know, their, their child is scared because of the shadow in the bedroom. You know, the last thing they, they want to do if they reach out to you is have to be, feel like they're, they're going to be, putting themselves open for mocking or ridicule because, Hey, uh, you know, my, I, my, you're going to think my son's insane because he sees a shadow in his room. And, uh, I know, I know my parents didn't believe anything that I was telling them. Um, my sister and I both experienced the same things and my parents at one point really retired of hearing about it. And so I, I know where, where it comes from being hesitant to, to talk about it. My mom was open to it. My dad was like, oh, well, there's there's an explanation for it. You know, the lights flickered or something. Oh, this light switch is messed up or the the light socket's messed up or the fuse is going. You know, uh, heard that a lot growing up as a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, when you when you are investigating, I mean, you got you do got to try to debunk it at some point, though, right? Yes. Yes. That is like one of the first things I've always done. Say we got got a case and they sent us what they had you know pictures or video or whatever um and they told us oh well you know the the door opened by itself and uh a book came off of the bookshelf or the cabinet doors just flew open for no reason you know my first thing is okay let me check let me recreate this because you know if i can recreate this then did it actually happen or you know what what exactly happened to right do it? so i my first thing is to debunk on uh, and it, it just that's just me to to prove you know i'm going to prove that 
this happen, not that right. it's haunted, you know. Uh, well, and, well, uh, well, I mean, if, if I ahead, can, I'm sorry. if I can prove, if I can't prove that it opened with a suction of a door or a window, and a, and there's no up, other explanation, then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll call it haunted. But you know, I that's just me. You know, my whole thing is to disprove. It being haunted. If I can't disprove that it's it's not haunted, then to me that it, it's right. definitely haunted. Well, I guess I, I guess the the best way that I know how to explain it actually comes from uh, a quote by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the the author who wrote um, Sherlock Holmes, uh, which states: Once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable must be the truth. So once you've been able to rule out all other possible explanations into a phenomena or an experience or a, a piece of evidence, then the only thing that would remain would be the fact that that is indeed paranormal. Agree, agree. But um, I guess that's going to wrap it up for this week, our premiere show. Sorry, guys, if it was a, a little bit rough, we're still going to have to get our, our feet under us here. Um, we do plan on covering specific topics as we go along. We just kind of wanted to introduce ourselves and and uh, let you at least know where we're coming from. And we'll I'll post on our uh, on our page our uh, Facebook group and uh, how to contact us if you got questions. Um, we're also going to fix it to where you can contact us and ask us questions for the show and that would be awesome actually i would love to to answer some questions or even have uh anybody who listens which if you listen to this show and you got to this point thank you um yes, and definitely. we're so very sorry if it was rough um but I, I would love to get to the point where you know hey if if somebody has a, a topic that we haven't covered let us know. We'll we'll touch on it. Maybe maybe you and I can both learn something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be totally awesome right there because uh, there's so much we don't know that would help us learn. Exactly. That's where the whole – I think that's actually the, the best part about um, social media is the the potential to actually learn and get different points of view and sort of things. Is I mean, you're not going to agree with everybody, but you can get to look at something a different way every once in a while. That's always a good thing. Right, and you know, keeping an open mind. If we're not going to get mad if you say, "Oh, well, that didn't happen," or "That's fake," you know, uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> well, there's always going to be a skeptic. You could have a, a photo of you shaking hands with the ghost of George Washington, and have a hundred people there watching it happen, and you're going to have people that didn't believe it happened at all. So, skepticism is just part of the game when it comes to the paranormal, and after a while, you get kind of used to it. You do, and and I welcome it. I mean, it helps. It really does. All right, gang. Um, you ready to get out of here and uh, go uh, back to real life? Yeah, yeah. I guess you, it would be real life. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening again. If you made it to this point, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.
Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets, or skincare, or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello? Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business? With Shopify, you'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.